Hello, garbage people. It's your trash truck driver, Wolf the Dog. And this junkyard dog is here to dump some non-biodegradable news in your mind's landfills. We are coming at you live from the most delicious trash-filled radio station, Contention's own 694.2 PTBP. Remember, leave those trash cans open for your old buddy Wolf so I can get me a late-night snack. Hope y'all threw something tasty away. What am I even saying? It's all tasty to me, my babies. We got us a new Howlin' with Wolf entry that comes from at Unclear Gamer on Twitter. They tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. If you want to write a message for Wolf to read on air, follow the lead. Tag us on Instagram or Twitter at Pretending Pod, or write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and email us at pretendingpod at gmail.com. At Unclear Gamer writes, title, Trouble on the Force. Dear Wolf, after the absolute mess my other officers have made of Contention PD, I have decided to leave my post here and move to the city PD. A lovely woman has replaced me, and she seems blissfully unaware of the wreck she is about to walk into. How can I warn her of her current predicament without shit-talking my former co-workers too much? Thanks, Officer Lauren, which is poorly crossed out, followed by Disgruntled Deputy. Listeners, this is some real spooky shit. I've never heard of an officer in contention named Lauren. But you know, I went back and listened to some of our programming, and I found a clip of myself, Wolf the Dog, talking about Officer Lauren. What the extra-dimensional fuck is going on around here, y'all? When it comes to advice about the contention police force, I suggest a wide berth. Those boys' minds and moods change about as quickly and as often as my entire reality. Speaking of an unstable existence, it's time for the news. The officers used the radio to put Doug Jacobs in the body of Agent Trent Chad, relegating Agent Chad to a cat body. Rosemary, one of the glass crime family bruisers, grabbed a briefcase out of Drew's trunk she claimed has $5 million in it. She was adamant about getting her hands on the gun the officers first found in the possession of Tildy B. Mitchell. Doug saw the ooze inside the police station and everyone freaked out, busting pipes and spraying water everywhere, effectively flooding the station. Doug really lost it when he exclaimed that the water wasn't stopping the oily goop. Jan Manstein, the grieving mother of Ari Manstein, the contention officer tragically killed in the fire at the city hospital, came by to pick up Ari's things and asked the officers to relay the news to Ari's father, Stan, who has been in the city asylum for the past 20 years. Wolf the dog would acquiesce to being locked up in a sanatorium as long as I can always listen to Kudzu with no backbone. I didn't know it could. Ha- I was. I've seen videos. I of was it. hunting like a female, and then this buck just came out of the fucking a doe, a deer, a, a female, female deer. Ray, it's <laughs> a drop of golden sun. I hope Ooh. we're not recording, so there's not just an audio of me going. I was hunting a female. <laughs> there is now. Yeah, but yeah, the buck just came out of like the bushes, like right here, and knocked me on my ass. Nice. I got killed by a dog today. Oh, yeah. He got torn apart by an Australian shepherd. (laughs) Oh, damn. Well, because I rode it onto this guy's farm. I was shooting like birds out of the sky and just accidentally wandered onto this guy's farm and he came up to me and started shooting me. I thought he was like a bounty hunter or something, so I killed him and then all the other farmhands were like witnesses, so I had to like kill them and and then the the dog dog comes up. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, okay. And I got off my horse and I didn't want to shoot the dog, so... Yeah, it chased me and then just like ripped my throat out. Holy shit. <laughs> Do you find yourself dying a lot? Yeah. 
I, I try not to as much as like not as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I've really tried. I try to be a lot more careful now, I found, and I try not to get bounties and shit. I found it's that if I get hassle. jumped, if I get if like if there's a few random oh. encounters where like a cart will pull in front of you, and then he's like, "Get them, boys!" and it's uh-huh. like five guys come at me, and almost every time I die yeah. to them. Yeah, uh, bounty hunters almost like yeah. it seems like every time I'm fighting bounty hunters, I get to like the last one, and I yeah. miss. And he shoots me dead. Right. Like, oh, uh, they finally they released the Call of Cthulhu game. Yeah, I was yeah. watching the guy stream it a little bit. Today. Was it the one that we watched? The no, it's a different one than that trailer. Have you read the reviews? So the first review I read basically started with "What the fuck." <laughs> In a bad way. What, what yeah, kind of, apparently it's cool. Like it's a very cool game. Reddit always on the Reddit games. They always aggregate all the scores in a thread, mm-hmm. and it was sixes and sevens the entire way through. Yeah. So it's, apparently the game is cool. However, it took them years to put this together. Yeah. Oh, and, and it is eight hours of gameplay. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's what? generous. Yeah. The and thing I saw said six to seven dollars. What do you do? In Holy it? shit. That's dumb. Yeah. But the, all that being said, the, the comments on that Reddit thread were like, for what it's worth, I've played about four hours and I'm loving it. Like yeah. it's yeah. apparently a lot of fun. I would love to, Cthulhu and I love it. Not being a gamer that I can sit down with that game and play it in a day. Yeah. Right. Sure. That's actually a plus for me. Right. Call of Cthulhu is the rare bad game that's still worth playing. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Hell yeah. Just like this campaign. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit at the top about sanity loss and rolling for sanity. The example I'm going to use is you guys saw the security footage of Dr. Marie Jacobs and the body of Doug Jacobs get smashed in the ground. And I asked you to roll sanity, and you said, "But we've already, we've already seen that. Why would that affect us?" So, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, maybe not. Like it would affect you still, but less." So I like, yeah, I agree, because that's a fucked up thing to see. Exactly, it's a super fucked up thing. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so if you pass the sanity loss, you know, a, it's on security footage. You can think whatever you want to think about that being tampered with or whatever. But if you lose on the sanity check like a it happened somewhere new it happened in the police station you didn't know it could happen in the police you just may have thought that it was happened in our own backyard exactly or also you realized that last time was real like you now have proof on footage of what you saw and were probably trying to convince yourself wasn't real i don't know about you guys you guys were pretty dead set on just like i hope we see it again i hope we see it again yeah so we're not going to retcon any sand loss cool because i ain't got much uh but in the future let's try to like come up with reasons why the sand loss happened like why the fail is more interesting or different than a success on a sanity check hey can the next campaign uh be set like 20 years in the future and i'll be rosemary's baby <laughs> nice. what about way in the future and it's rosemary's granddaughter spitting image of my father you know that old song yeah what is that song jessica andrews called who i am i think i had a crush on her which is she super pretty uh we're about to find out <laughs> who i am rock me like a hurricane As you head toward the highway, you notice what Drew mentioned in his phone call, a severe lack of traffic. It's 9 a.m., but the dearth of other cars on the roads is reminiscent of 4 a.m. Sitting at a red light with no one in sight, the feeling is amplified. The turning weather must have pushed much of the population in contention to stay cozied up at home. The beggars on the corners of the intersections, the runners on their morning route, the loitering teenagers on pot, They were all just not around. The protesters, so riled up and determined, have dispersed and are nowhere to be seen. You can vaguely hear the sounds of other cars' life in contention over a heartbreaking, steady roar. It would be so weirdly quiet if it weren't for the many animals still cohabiting in the ponds and creeks. There are fewer than there were even yesterday, but the ones left are growing more vocal with the cold and lack of food seemingly abandoned by their owners. You pull onto the highway heading for the city with the sun at your back in whichever cars and bringing whichever stuff we decide during this next conversation. Oh, well, we had all the cars and all the stuff. (laughs) Including some stuff we didn't have before. We took three we found, semis. We found it on the way 
We've got the whole uh, Fast and Furious crew backing us up. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Glasses crew is pretty good with cars. We'll oh, find out. Maybe they are. <laughs> maybe one of them's named Vince. I'm going all original and only the Vince friends. Petrol. <laughs> What are we doing? Well, before we leave town, well, while we leave the town, I guess, I kind of want to call... Um, Phone calls is what I was thinking for the hour that you have in the cars on the way to the city. Tight. So where? what are you driving? How are you uh, getting to the city? Who's in what cars? Five of us? Is that does right? Rosemary have a car? She does have a car in contention. However, the three of you drove to the police station in Drew's Mini Cooper. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we should make Rosemary drive to the city in her own car. Uh, if she'll accept that and then we can take two cruisers or one cruiser Let's take one cruiser and then we can play 20 questions. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, or is okay. two cruisers better? I just feel like the two would give wise. us yeah, two would we give could us always some. steal someone's car like hijack a car once we get there <laughs> if we need it. Uh, my my cruiser is not at the station. It's okay. We're police from <laughs> a very small <laughs> town an hour and a half else. away <laughs> <laughs> I think my cruiser's there, right? It is. Uh, is my cruiser there? No. We can take my cruiser. I believe your cruisers are both totaled. in the impound lot. They're totaled. Yeah. yeah. I guess we're taking one cruiser. Cool. Is mine totaled? I thought I just left it at home from last night. Was yours involved in the wreck at all? I don't remember. Mine got I crushed s- by John Peters. I, s- I did <laughs> run into the back of his car, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Both yeah. of your cars were totaled yeah, in that right. wreck. How did I get home last night? I guess you took me. Probably. Yeah. It's been a long couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, so I guess realistically we would only be taking yours. Okay. So the three of you and the body of Agent Trent Chad, Agent Chad Trent, Agent Chad, Agent Trent Chad. You got it. Are in the cruiser and you have Rosemary driving her own car behind you. Uh, we'll probably follow way, her, yeah, because we don't really know where we're going. You know what? That makes uh, even more hey, sense. Just follow us to your gang side out. <laughs> Okay, so... What should we bring with us? Yeah. Weapons? We've got all the weapons. Yeah, my trunk's full of weapons. So you stop by Clark's house and pick up some, like, heavy weaponry? Hey, don't uh, go what inside. Did we, what did we find at the robot house? We found some cool weapons there, right? Oh, I had a list we of had a sniper somewhere. rifle that we gave to the old man. Oh, I forgot about that sniper. Uh, yeah, wasn't there something else cool there? There were, like, machine guns, too, I think, or assault rifles. Assault Did we find those after our fight with the giant? No, because we gave the sniper to the dude while it was happening. Yeah. So in the wooden crates marked U.S. military that are now hidden in Clark Bishop's garage, garage. those crates included pistols, shotguns, rifles, a shoulder-mounted anti-aircraft weapon, an EMP rifle, a grappling gun, a small gun that shoots tracers, lots of grenades, a sniper rifle, a very, very tiny but powerful gun. We load all of that in. <laughs> Should we take truck. it all? Real quick, what is uh, Clark's garage like? Very clean. Very clean. Uh, got a tool uh, bent, tool bench over on the side there with a lot of tools all hung in their places. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, and then these weapons are all just kind of haphazardly in a corner. That one gun that you said shoots tracers, we clarify that you meant that they shot tracking things. Is that right? Yeah. Like, like a they, homing device? Like a GPS or like it Like has, a GPS. Oh, cool. cool. Should we take all this stuff? I don't see why not. I think we should take the EMP gun for sure since we fought a robot recently. Yep. yep. And I think we should take those tracers since we'll be messing with the mob. We might need to make sure we them. know where somebody goes. I'd like the anti-aircraft gun too. Yeah. In case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. And the grappling gun, because then we can climb stuff. And all the grenades, just in case. Yeah. I want to take my small but very powerful pistol as well. Sniper, too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, let's pretty much taking it all. I'll take an assault rifle for myself as well, and a shotgun. (laughs) Uh, Clark wants an assault rifle. I think we all got our assault rifles. Yeah. And I got a pretty big trunk, so we can fit it all back here. Okay, that all sounds good. And then <laughs> um, you also have uh, at James the Millworker's house, there was also a stash of, of weapons there. Good ones? Yeah, I don't remember what was there. 
That's the house we're talking about, right? Well, no. The, so the military crates were from the storage units. Storage units. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking about. The one in. The, what did we find there? There, you just found a bunch of pistols, silencers, mm-hmm. uh, shotguns, an assault rifle, and a sniper. And body armor. Oh, yeah. Who has the body armor? Was there more than one set? You could each have body armor. Let's strap With, like, body, one armor. body armor. Yeah, please. one body armor. Hey, want to take it now? Strap it on, big boy. Okay, so you <laughs> strapped it on, big boy. And I think we are good to go. You're going to have to take Rosemary in the cruiser with you to John's to, house to get her, to get her yeah. car. Sure. And so you pull up to the turn for John's house where you would then have to go down his long gravel driveway and sitting by the road is Rosemary's car and she'll get out. Who has the best drive? I believe it's John. Yeah. Yeah. You should be driving. I was a professional waste car driver. Briefly. Wait, wait, call. Real fast. Does that body armor have anything mechanically that we add to anything for us? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I guess we'll find out. Does it give you willpower points? (laughs) So I still have a negative 20 if I'm at two? Yes. Do we have any? I want to bring cocaine with us. We got got a little bit. Yeah, I want to have a little baggie of coke on me to, you know, get through the day. I don't want to do it yet since we're not really going to be rolling for, well, I don't know that. Can I sleep in the car on the way to the city and regain willpower? Uh, No, it's just an hour drive to the city. My there's, my there's reasoning no power nap mechanic. My reasoning is that there's no power nap mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. And you can write down for How your playing this game. Tactical body armor, you are going to have a five hit point buffer. Tight. What does that mean exactly? I'm writing plus five next to my current hit points and I'll take from there as I get hit. Sounds good to me. That gets me all the way up to thirteen. <laughs> Real hustlers don't sleep. We take naps. Okay, so you guys are in the car. Yeah, I want to call... Fuck, what are their names? The Glass Brothers. <laughs> no, our our bros, they own the Daily Fa and the uh, Skeeters, or Clinkers. Hey, I want to call... Gary? Ha- Gary, is it... Harry and Gary. Harry and Gary? Mm-hmm. Harry Clinker and Gary Daly. Okay, yeah, I want to call uh, Harry Clinker. Ring. I have a, He's got an old-fashioned phone. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Did you take the cell phone jammer with you that you found? Yes, of course. But we didn't turn it on. See, it was already... No, we didn't take it. ...turned on. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> Wait, where did we get a cell phone jammer? It was in Chad's briefcase. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about it. What else was in his briefcase? Was it anything else important? It was the stuff on the table. It's the uh, map in front of you. Oh, right, right, right. And the list of uh, places. places places in contention. Cool. Yeah, let's turn that cell phone jammer off. See how many missed calls we have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you turn it off, and then you call Harry, Harry Clinker. Clinker. And as you make this phone call, Luke, Keith's phone starts to buzz. I answer it. It is a couple voicemails and a text. And let's cut to the phone call with John Pettymore and Harry Clinker. Bring, 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 bring. Hey. Uh, hey, hey, Harry. Uh, how, how you doing today? Man, slow day. I, well, I can imagine. Do you know where all the people went? Yeah, we've been talking about that, yeah. We, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's just like maybe, uh, you know, it got cold and everybody went on holiday and people can't take the cold anymore. Well, sure, of course, everybody leaves contention in mass droves once a year when it gets cold, but usually that's mid-January after the holidays have died down. Yeah, it's almost like uh, everybody went a month early. I don't find that to be a very satisfactory conclusion. Oh, same. (laughs) You got any other working theories? Well, it's, uh, you know, it could be a gang of uh, of, uh, of disease. You know, it could be a gang disease uh, or, you know, it, uh, I don't know. To be honest, buddy, I was kind of hoping maybe you told people to get out of town. Well, no, I was trying to get people to, to uh, come down to Clinkers and have a, have a, have a Bud Light. <laughs> that sounds pretty good right about now, Harry. Doesn't it? Come on down. We'll serve you up real good. John, here. John, is that Harry? Is that Harry? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Harry. Tell him I said hey. Hey, uh, Clark says hi. Hey, hey, uh, tell, tell Clark I, I uh, yeah, nice. Does he say hi back? 
Clark, yeah, he said, he said, nice. Ah, I love Harry. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> what what have you guys been doing? Because I I know you know a lot of the people around here were were giving it to you pretty good, and uh, you know I I I always stood up for you, but I, I, again I keep my head down. Don't really know what's going on. Harry, honestly, uh, we're only responsible for two or three of these disappearances. The rest are not on us. That's a really low percentage, right? That's what I'm saying. Those kids, that's bad. That was that was me and Clark. We didn't mean nothing by it. It was the goo. I mean, but through our negligence, I'm hitting John on the shoulder. <laughs> no, hey, hi, Clark. <laughs> Harry, Harry's Keith is learning. Harry's our confidant. I think Harry, we fought a robot man. Uh, a guy was eating his own foot. I'm just giving wide eyes to John. Uh, uh, who else oh, is giving wide we, eyes to John? Oh, it's Doug we in put, the agent's body staring put, at John Lee yeah, Pettymore. Not, not, yeah, I mean, on top of that, we put a man in a cat's body and then... Or no, we took a man out of a cat's body into another man's body I turn and around put that man into a cat. And look at Chad. I'm like, He's, this is how he and Harry talk. It's just jokes. They, It's one of their things. <laughs> Yeah, this is a long-running bit, Chad. Don't worry about it. Chad knows that he what is if, in a different... Po- what have you been up to? Oh, wow. Anything? Well, I mean, just on all that, you know, that... um, oh, John, that, that makes me worry about you. You know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're seeing all that kind of stuff, you, you may want to talk to someone. You know, maybe a... Uh, you know, not to get too frank, but maybe a spiritualist of some sort could... Uh, could assist you if if you're dealing with uh with people and other people's bodies and stuff if you need a if you need a medium you know you can always talk to gary yeah is he around well i i haven't seen him actually at all today he didn't come home last night but he's always around he's probably just at his restaurant right on you i mean well don't leave clinkers but you maybe should be concerned no i don't i don't say that (laughs) <laughs> your husband may be your dead. husband's probably disappeared to the upside down has gary been acting weird at all lately well yeah but uh you know gary he's uh yeah but he's like a weird bird. but weirder anything out of out of the usual mm, no i mean he's been meeting with his uh with his like group more often than usual but what group Oh, his little group of, uh, you know, spiritualists and, uh, you know, meta metaphysics thinkers. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, him. Meta, uh, meta. Dr. Marie Jacobs. Meta, meta and, uh, what's, uh, what's that other lady's name? Mildred Mitchell. Yeah, the three of them uh, meet up and talk about their uh, eccentric books that they read and such. Well, that's that's very good to know, Harry. Well, he's always been into, you know, the occult and uh, books of that nature. Everybody knows that. Yeah, I think actually he's he's who I meant to call. <laughs> but this has been a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you ever think about like maybe if you would have called Gary instead you'd be, of you'd be talking to him right now and uh he'd be saying that he hadn't seen me all morning. <laughs> Ain't it Funny how life is, and you'd be learning so many more things, and you'd have mm-hmm. more things to go on. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get your, I get, I get your point. I mean, I'm not saying that you, you can't call Gary. You know, he's a good man to talk to. I, th- hey, I, th- I think he could help I th- you. I think I'm through some of these issues. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to let you go. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, God, I'm bored. <laughs> All right. Uh, have fun. Yeah. With your bar, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> with the town to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's nine a.m., so I guess I shouldn't have expected uh, to be too busy yet. You never know in contention. Uh, okay, well, I really got to go, Harry. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you're in a rush. Okay, you hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you hang up, H- Harry? Harry. You hang up first. Yeah, all right. And then he clicks. <laughs> Quality role playing. <laughs> Harry's a goofball. <laughs> all right. What did my text say? Uh, well, it's weird. You just have uh, one text that you can read pretty quickly uh, as you open your phone. It just says, I know. And it's from John Lee Pettymore. 
I... It's four voicemails, all from late at night this past evening from John Lee Pettymore. Oh, yeah, it seems like weeks ago that I made those calls. Uh, <laughs> are there voicemails? There are four voicemails. I try to, like, hide my phone so that he doesn't know that I'm looking at him and I play the first one i don't remember at all what i said to you in these voicemails <laughs> i killed your brother <laughs> <laughs> he was a has-been oh. god damn it did you come up with a list um keith when you listen to the voicemails beep keith it's john lee pettymore I got $5 million now, motherfucker, and I'm going to kick your ass. Stupid piece of shit. Messing with my smoky DVDs, you goddamn bandit. I'm the richest man in the world. I'm going to stick a boot up your ass, and then I'm going to fucking marry the turd that comes out of that ass. I put my phone away. Get some text messages there, buddy? Uh, just one. Not important. Let's focus on the matter at hand. Guys, I'm sorry. I know we just got underway, but... I, I gotta pee. Here's no, a let's not roll play a gas station. Let's just <laughs> fucking go. Okay. Vroom vroom. Basically, vroom, do you do you want to call anybody else on the way to the city? Uh I guess we gather should, information. We should tell Drew to just keep us posted. Send him a text. Hey buddy, keep keep an eye on the town for us and let us know what you peepers peep. If we did need to retcon, now would be the time before we get into the city. So is there anything we are forgetting to bring with us? We got weapons. We got... Did we bring the gun? <laughs> retcon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it it's, might be way more fun to show up to the city <laughs> without the gun. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think we'd have to roll new characters if we walk into Marvin Glass's office without the gun. I was so excited. <laughs> it wouldn't have left your purse in any reason. We have the gun with us? Yeah. Um, what else? Is that the only uh, thing with tubes that you brought, object with tubes? Yeah, I don't think we feel comfortable. Oh, well, actually, some of us might have dreamed how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet maybe let's bring the camera with us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. (laughs) If people have made it this far in the podcast, they're just like screaming. Yeah, right. Dumb motherfuckers. No joke. Uh, Yeah, well, bring the gun and the camera, all the weapons. There was a thread on the Critical Role subreddit, and it was somebody who had posted all the loose ends that they've left, Uh and it was only like 10, and I was like, oh, fuck, if you did that for us. Everything makes sense. Oh, I'm sure. No, I, I just mean that. No, we no, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not. We're not questioning no, not your mystery. We're no, questioning well you our. <laughs> no, definitely our, our mystery tackling exactly. abilities. Our ability to <laughs> delegate and <laughs> find conclusion. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like the three of you are jugglers, and instead of letting you like get good at juggling the balls that you have, I just keep throwing more, more balls. balls. That's true. More balls. You're the worst audience for a juggler. <laughs> so. Okay. I don't want to have another 20-minute conversation with Gary, but. Why? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> for the listeners. Okay, most of this episode is just Thomas talking to Zach on an imaginary <laughs> cell phone. It's a good one, guys. Buckle up. Luke doesn't seem bored at all, so I think we're good. <laughs> He's shoving, he's cleaning out his his ear ear with a a mechanical pencil. pencil. (laughs) It's fucking nasty, dude. Yeah, who knows where your ear's been? I put those pencils in my mouth. (laughs) I put them in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Doug looks over at you, wide-eyed. I am here so that uh, we can figure this out, so that I can get... Back into my body. Correct. Yes. I just want to make that clear. Unless you like an upgrade. I am... Younger model. Interested if this is... He like rubs his fingers together, symbolizing money. Mm -hmm. Lucrative. I will help you in any way I possibly can. Oh, 
yeah, I think we could probably work something out. We happen to have five million dollars sitting down at the station. I shouldn't have told you the amount. <laughs> that really hinders my negotiating. I forget I said anything. Clark, do you want to take? <laughs> uh, Clark starts pulling out his wallet. I got a, looks like a 20. Uh, that's a good start. <laughs> so, just figured I'd let you know, uh, if you want to have another phone call with this other person, uh, you can go ahead and throw it on speakerphone. That way all uh, all three of you can talk to the man on the other end. What a smart idea. <laughs> Goddamn. Doug, this is why Chad, we pay you. <laughs> Chad is the embodiment of everything Zach has wanted to say to us, <laughs> but couldn't because he didn't have a character voice to do it in. <laughs> My name uh, is Doug. <laughs> oh yeah, Chad Doug. Chad Doug. Okay, let's call up Gary. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Ring. Ring. Ring it. Ring. 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 You hear a click on the other line as uh, the phone is answered, and you hear Gary Daly saying. No, I told you, you old witch, you're just going crazy, you know, and that's all, and that's fine, and we can deal with that, hello. Hey, Gary, Gary Daly. Yes, John Lee Pettymore, speak of the devil. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> funny you should say that. Hey, I've actually, I've got us all here on speaker, boys, you want to say hi? Hey, Gary. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hello, Clark, hello, Keith. There's also a man named Doug here, but that's just more, uh, uh, you didn't really need to know that. Well, hello, Doug, how are you? Doug's talk to the man. Oh, uh, I'd really rather not do this. <laughs> That's fair. Gary, so first of all, yeah. Harry, I think, is a little worried about you. He might just shoot him a text. Oh, gosh. You oh, know my. what? Actually, Harry wasn't... Uh, well, I shouldn't tell you that. I was worried about you. I wasn't sure we'd get a hold of you. Well, I just... Oh, gosh, yeah. But... I, just seeing the time now, it completely slipped my mind. I'll, I'll absolutely text him. I'll hey, put you on speaker what, while I do it. What'd you, what'd Gary, you where say? are you? Yeah. What'd you say about a witch? What? Oh, no. I'm just hanging out with a friend. Uh, w- uh, where, where at? Oh, at her house. Yeah. Do you know Mildred Mitchell? We sure do. Is yeah. She, is I'm she over, there? Yeah, she's here. I'm over at Mildred's house. Are we on speakerphone now? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually, she's having a bit of a breakdown. I'm over here trying to work her through it. Real quick. Who was Mildred Mitchell? She's she lived the... across the street from John Peters. She was okay, one of yeah. the first NPCs oh, okay. we ever right. talked with. Pot smoking. Oh, and it's her daughter who used the gun and went crazy. Granddaughter, or right? Tilly D. Yep. Granddaughter. 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 Tilly B. Tilly B. <laughs> Tilly D. Hey, uh, hello. So, yeah. Hey. So kind of. You were on mute there for a second, Gary. Uh, <laughs> Harry kind of spilled the beans about your coven or whatever it is. Oh well. I mean, it's not much of a secret. I don't know. We, it's a book club of sorts. Of sorts seems to be the operative word. Yeah, we're a sorcerer's guild. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, have you have you sorcered anything recently? Oh, God, no. No, it's been years. Well, all right, Gary. You might have noticed the world's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. People are not around. Yeah, and obviously something supernatural seems to be involved. I couldn't agree more. You got any theories on that? Well, I have five. Let me run them down for you. Fuck, I said five. Um, (laughs) You can say three. Three. I have three theories. (laughs) Let me run them down for you. (laughs) My first theory, the strongest in my opinion, is that Jesus came back. Right now, don't get me wrong. He's not like the normal Jesus. No, this is like a cool Jesus. And he came back and he took care of all of the weird people, the normies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he just knocked them out. Now, that's my first theory. Now, my second theory is that they all left. They all just moved. You know, I think a lot of them were really upset with the police work around here. The jobs have been drying up for some time. So maybe everyone just decided to leave at the same time. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and then my third theory is uh, that, uh, you know, you know, cults, so probably a cult. Well, so that's the thing. We're not overly familiar with cults, but it seems like you are. Have you seen any in the area or signs of cult <laughs> activity? Have you been to the First Church of Contention? <laughs> that's pretty pithy, but Zing. this is a Christian town. I'll ask you to mind your tongue. Okay, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> they all repeat each other and stuff. It's fucking weird. All right, all right, all right. Let's not rock. Let's not rock the boat. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus freak. Well, I'm, John Lee Pettymore is not going to apologize for his faith. 
Should we just tell him what we think is going on? Well, yeah. Why are you asking, I mean, me about these things? Because it's kind of your bag, man. You seem like a spooky boy. Well, I've read a lot of books, but none of them seem to have been true for a while, so... uh... Okay, but back to the cult thing. Sure. Besides the church... What cults have you seen? Oh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, that uh, that woman, Carrie Pages, who had the uh, protesters all riled up against you, I think, uh, you know, she might have had something going on. She had a lot of power, you know, with her seat on the city council. And uh, she was really getting people angry about your lack of uh, attention to detail of the police work in contention. This is all my fault. I couldn't find her dog. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right, Clark. But we'll deal with that later. For now, just... Shoulder the burden of your shame. It's the goddamn case I couldn't and get close. on with the job. The one, the one case I couldn't crack. It's that fucking dog. Okay, well, Gary, you've been about as much help as Harry. Well, actually, you did give us that Carrie Page's lead. That was pretty good. Hey, Gary, how's how's Mildred doing? Oh, I don't. She, you know, she's she keeps staring at this picture that she has, and she thinks that it changed somehow. I don't know. It's crazy. She's like believes that her histories have been split somehow. Does that make sense? She she doesn't understand. She thinks that she's a part of a different reality. I'm sorry, Keith. Did I cut you off there? What was the picture of and what is it of now? Oh, well, it's just a picture of uh, the founders of the town. And uh, she is dead certain that Silas Cole looks different than he did before. And I, you know, she... if you're asking my opinion, I, I think it looks pretty similar and maybe the exact same. Uh, probably uh, the exact same. Uh, but she also is claiming that, uh, you know, did you hear about her granddaughter going missing? Yeah, we knew about that. So, hey, well, she's, yeah. Can you, can you, if she's willing to come to the phone, that'd be great. But you could ask her if you want to describe the difference between the two people. Sure. Yeah. No, she's pretty distraught. But uh, so, and I can't remember uh, exactly what her voice sounds like right now. <laughs> she's crying a lot, and uh, she just keeps saying that he's not as attractive as he used to be. He used to be far more attractive, and now he's a bit dumber looking, but similar, but stupider. And uh, and then she's claiming that they're in the reflection of a of, of a glass part of, in the picture <clears throat> is her granddaughter Tildy B Mitchell. But you know that's just crazy because there's no way, obviously, and she's just losing her shit. Yeah, Gary, it sounds like she's pretty distraught. I'm gonna take you off speaker for just one second. Beep. This sounds like something. It sounds like we're getting real close to this. Yeah. People I feel like this has some sort of connection with people are being Ray sent and back in time. Ray and uh, who's the girl that died? Ari. Ari and Ray and all the other names. Potentially, that might have to do with the split timelines. But it seems like we kind of know where these people are going now. Go ahead and roll sanity for me. Wow, it's really hard to pass sanity when you have. Can you hear me? That blue set or just yeah, whatever. Fifty-three on a twenty-six. I fail. I fail. I fail with a 69. 62. Yay. I fail as well. Oh, nice. Clark, you don't lose But any. not as sexily as Joe. <laughs> you're all 69. You gain sanity. Dude, honestly, you're back that would to be full a sanity. great house roll. <laughs> roll. If you roll, like, it doesn't have to be a positive, but if you roll 69, nothing bad can happen. <laughs> it's, it's like a fluke, sick, like, half success. That's really interesting, though, because uh, when you do 69, something very bad could happen. It's true. It never does. It's just always unsatisfying for both parties. Clark, you lose no sanity. The other two, you lose one sanity each. And having this realization, you are both, I think, good to go, right? I mean, we can talk about what you think that means, but it seems like uh, you believe these people are going back in time. I think that's going to make you uh, question yeah, reality. Definitely. Nice. I, but, um, I question reality. <laughs> I do I do have one more question for Gary before we let him go. Are you still on mute? You hear Beep. vaguely of that. <laughs> Hello? Switch him, I switch him back. Hey, Gary, can you tell me a little bit about your grandfather? Well, yeah, he's a quiet man. I uh, sang a lot. Mm-hmm. Would you ever use the word wizard to describe him? Oh, yeah, but... I had a little dream last night, uh, and the boys can... Oh, tell me about it. The boys can hear it. Well, I I seem to have a a memory from my past, but from a time before I could have memories, it was me and, I think, Clark as little babies in clinkers. 
and you were putting some kind of protection on us. And you, you said your your grandpa was a wizard who had told you about it, and you'd hope you hoped it would work. Did that happen, Gary? Well, yeah. How did you see that? I well, I have the second sight, Gary. It's become plain to me over the past <laughs> two days, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> John, I've never told you this. Keith, Clark, you're on the phone as well? I'm here. Uh, yeah. I was always too afraid to actually let you know because I thought maybe it would have some sort of reaction. You're all of our father? Are you our daddy? But my grandfather, he gave me this book and it had three pages left in it. And I was to read those pages after tearing them out of the book and then spill blood upon your heads. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but when I did that, the words danced like magic on the page and they came off like sparks. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And it surrounded you in this light, this bathe of light. And I did it because my grandpa told me that the three of you, the three of you are the key to everything. Now I know that sounds extreme, but I did my part. I don't know what your part is, but it's time for you to take care of it. Seems like to me. Um, wow, Gary. That's heavy. Gary, did did your grandpa tell you what that did? He just said fortune would be on your side. It's a spell to give you a hundred luck. <laughs> well, thank you for telling us that. He also mentioned it was a spell to give you one hundred luck. <laughs> My mind is blown. If right only now. it had been for a hundred inch cock. <laughs> but anyway, Gary, I don't know what kind of jokes Johnny Petty more makes. But I think they're probably like that. Better ones. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's smarter than that. All right. Well, good luck to y'all. Um, I, I really need to uh, get Mildred calm down here. You do that. She you does f- not like you all. Let me tell you what. You need to stay away from her, I'm guessing. All right. Thanks for the heads up on that. And thank you for everything else, Gary. Uh, you boys. Thanks for blessing us. Yeah, thanks for the magic. children. I'm sorry I didn't tell you sooner. I don't well, know if I would have been able to handle it any earlier. Yeah, three days ago, I wouldn't have believed you, Gary. So. Well, sounds like this is the time. Yeah. Uh, He's still on the phone, any? Or did we hang up? Let's do a hang up just in case we haven't. Click. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Keith reaches over and turns off your phone as he's saying bye. Wow. We know we're all protected by a wizard's magic. From which, what, though? Which is nice. Evil, presumably. Okay. I like that. Can you guys roll sanity for me? <laughs> 91. I pass uh, with a four. Nice. Clark, you lose no sanity. Nice. John, you lose one more sanity. Keith. I rolled an 18 on a 17. Oh, fuck. That's so brutal. (laughs) So there's another sanity, and you're down to 16. That's the point I'm getting to, though. Where are you guys at right now? 24. Like, there's no fucking way to roll on this. I've got a 26. Actually, there's literally a 1 in 4 chance, but (laughs) (laughs) there's not literally a 1 in 4 chance, but there's so nearly. So close. (laughs) Well, I don't know what to think about having blood pouring on me as a baby, but... If it helps me not get attacked by evil spirits. I, I like the part about the words dancing off the page. Yeah, that's pretty that cool. Scene. It's like a Are beautiful you, Disney movie. Yeah. Are you guys buying that shit? That he saw light around us and dancing in words? There's I no way. I have seen stranger shit happen these past few days. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay, well. I, all I can tell you is they seem real sincere about it in the dream. I didn't dream the part about the magic words, but I did see him put the blood on our heads, and he seemed to be pretty into what he was doing would we know his grandpa's name is he somebody in our maybe town's history that we we would know or anything like that or just because we know gary so well (laughs) yeah of course i've changed gary's grandpa's diapers like (laughs) (laughs) gingerfred daily gingerfred 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 i like it we called him fred (laughs) (laughs) um those who knew him (laughs) well is there anything else we need to do before we head I guess we're heading there already. Yeah, we are on the highway. <laughs> this whole fucking episode is just... <laughs> the filter on the colorization changes as you drive into the city. Everything is drab and gray with a sickly green tint to it. The streets are covered in trash and spilled liquids. There is a scent in the air like someone left out cheese and it colostomy bag on every corner. 
The faces of the buildings are slathered in billboards, and the faces of the people bumbling about are bloated and lifeless. In a strange opposition to all this depressive scenery, there are beautiful flowers in every shade and shape growing in every otherwise empty alleyway and out of many cracks in the sidewalks and roads. Rose Mary and her runner car leads you downtown to one of the tallest buildings scraping the putrid sky. This towering building has a granite finish and the reflections wave as you approach, turning down into a small parking garage below this massive stone high-rise. Down in this parking garage, there are women in suits touching their earpieces like cliche security guards standing against the wall near the entrance. There's an elevator door in a nearby corner, and Rosemary parks, gets out, walks over, and presses the button, and it lights up green. Hey, Rosemary, I know we're about to do some important stuff, but is the city always this floral? Yeah. I asked and answered. Okay, I get out of the car once we park. I guess we're already out we're of the in, car. Yeah, we're on the way to up the elevator. <laughs> right no. Or we're waiting for the elevator. So what floor are we going to? Uh, it'll take you. The door opens, and uh, the elevator's interior walls, floor, and ceiling are this like beautiful onyx, and it's very reflective. Nice elevator you got well, here. Doop, 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 boop, boop, uh, is Doug is standing next to you guys. Should I uh, come with you, or... Yeah, you might as well. Should I wait? It's up to you guys. I'll do whatever you want. Hey, uh, Chad, you might look through all your pockets, and if there's anything that says you're an FBI agent, leave it in the car? Or does that, or should we bring him with us? With Let's bring that? him with us for protection. For power. Yeah, we've got, we'll say we're not just a small town PD. We're working with the feds, you know? Oh, yeah, I think that'd probably give you leverage. I dig it. Thanks, Rosemary. Also, I've got, I have the very tiny but very powerful gun like hidden away in my pants. Nice. Very nice. What about your weapons? I've got like my pistol on my hip, but just in case I like try to take stuff away from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Thomas made a dick yeah. joke. My weapons? Is that what you're you're like? I have a very tiny <laughs> but very powerful oh. thing in my pants. Nice. I didn't catch it either. That's, <laughs> that's good though. <laughs> um. We don't know what kind of jokes John Lee Pettymore makes, but we know what kind of jokes Thomas makes. (laughs) All right, so the four of you get in, and the door closes. As it's closing, I'll uh, see you when you're finished, I guess. In this this elevator, there are no buttons, no numbers, no emergency phone, just this shimmering black mirror on all sides. I hope it works. Wait, so Rosemary didn't get in the elevator with us? That is correct. Okay. So it's just the four of us. Okay. Are, are we moving up? Nope. Are we moving at all? Nope. I touched the wall. It's cold. It's cold wall, guys. John, or, uh, John <laughs> Clark says, elevator up. Engage. Elevator go. Elevator skyward. <laughs> <laughs> Clark jumps up and down. Do I feel it doesn't like move at all? It's just all black walls, right? Yep. So I hold the gun up to where cameras might be. I'm like, hey, we got what you're seeking. Uh, we seek an audience. One of the walls opens up. What do we see? You see a small room and a spotlight coming down on a figure behind a desk. I walk in. He's really killing it with the atmosphere. <laughs> Do you all walk in? All things considered. Yeah, I walk in. How small a room? 12 by 8. Nice. What happens when uh, we yeah, walk in? Yeah, I go in. The door closes behind you. In front of you, there is a figure with a massive frame. It is completely gaunt. No muscle or fat. You can just imagine skin stretched across long bones. They're dressed in a fitted black tuxedo. And the spotlight shows off a bright red bow tie, but only reaches to illuminate the lower half of this person's face. The skin on the chin is almost translucent, no hair. Not even a slight shadow of facial hair can be seen on either side of two thin, bright red lips. Actually, there's 
really no lips at all, just this candy red lipstick messily encircling a round hole above the sharp see-through chin when the orifice begins to move. Hello? I am Marvin Glass. I know who you are. Do you know why you are here? Kind of, not particularly. we, We think so? Why do you think we're here? Ferguson fucking beans was trying to buy my lost cocaine off a contention police officer. I wasn't going to let it get stolen again. That's why I sent Rosemary to take the money back. Money that is rightfully mine. Oh, we kind of thought you sent Rosemary after your boys. You know they're missing, right? Or one of them is? And the other one's a lunatic now? I am fully aware of my son's condition. Yeah, I don't know anything about that cocaine deal. Who stole the cocaine from you originally? You don't know anything about the cocaine deal that you were one half of? Nope. Hmm. I sure don't. Who stole the cocaine originally from you? Hmm. That's not what we're here to discuss. Yeah, we're not here about the cocaine, period. We're here about the gun. What gun? The... What? No, I... I specifically sent Rosemary to take the money from the deal and bring it back to me. I thought that is why you were here, is to bring my money back and pay your penance. I step up next to John. Rosemary definitely told us she was looking for the gun. Yeah, she was pretty obsessed with that gun. Doug. Yes. Doug, come on. Talk to you real quick. Okay, so I guess you guys walk into like the corner of this dark room. All right, Doug, what we need you to say is that... The FBI has taken that money. They confiscated it all. Yeah, if you, okay. if, he, if he asks you any details, you just will interrupt, all right, if you get in over your head. But I need you to say that that money is, is gone so we can get this conversation on the gun. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, and you guys walk back. <clears throat> Sir, ma'am, uh, I do believe that... That money that you are speaking of is currently part of an ongoing investigation with the FBI, and we have confiscated that money. Yeah, what what he said. Yeah. That is not what Rosemary has told me. She said that you guys have the money. You brought it here for me. Rosemary didn't say anything to us about some money. She said you really wanted that gun. That's that's what we brought. We're not here to talk about uh, Wait, what financial gun? matters. We're here to talk about your son. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I am sorry. What I meant to say was... I am saddened by poor Alfred's condition that he must babble on about this gun, but... That is not why you are here. Uh, sir, we're not actually here about Alfred and the gun, necessarily. Uh, we're here about getting Jermaine back. From what? The dead? From the past. Can Go on. We have a theory. Yeah. Well, it, it probably requires some backstories. Something's descended upon contention, the, the town we're from. And it seems to be spreading. And it's not going to be long before it gets to the city. It took your boy. We think we can get him back, but we need your help. We shouldn't be asking for the resources of a criminal organization. I know that. Uh, But we don't have any other options. The FBI, you know, Doug here, his chat here is taking us seriously, but his higher-ups aren't, so they're not providing us with resources. What's happened to your boy has happened to a lot of people in our town, and we're trying to get him back. If you can help us out, we can get your boy back to you. I believe that you underestimate my love of money. (laughs) (laughs) And overestimate my love for my pitiful son. Well, that is precisely the miscalculation we've made here, yeah. We have made a horrible mistake. Right. Rosemary really harped up that gun thing. It seemed like the one thing you wanted in the world, so we thought we could offer that to you. It seems that Rosemary 
must be taken care of in a different light. Yeah, she just walked away from $5 million, by the way. I'm sorry. Just set it down when I asked her to. She could have brought you some of that money. He is phys- like he is uh, visually agitated by you saying that. Clark wants to scan the room. Are we alone? Uh, it seems to be just the four of you and this man. Do you have figure. any more lights you could turn on? Good to see you, Keith. You know, uh, I didn't expect you to Do be we? so effective when I hired you, everyone's favorite fuck-up, to murder your own brother. What are you talking about? It's a very good murder, Keith. You know, we fully expected your niece to have to finish the job. And out of the darkness, a teenage girl approaches and stands next to Marvin Glass. Keith, she flips you double birds and smiles (laughs) as Marvin continues. She is being trained by a woman for the history books. And a third figure comes into the light. This woman is shaped like a football with spiky white hair frantically fopping atop a pointy head. She is wearing a large white lab coat and those big, chunky, evil scientist goggles that evil scientists wear. This pair is wonky, one goggle pointing down and away to accommodate the odd head shape of the wearer. This mad scientist stands tall behind Francis Beans, slowly tapping her long, wobbly fingers against Keith's niece's collarbones. Keith, you didn't tell us you were involved in some series of unfortunate events shit. I don't have any idea what they're talking about. Me neither, with my thing. Francis, it's nice to see you. Francis and the uh, woman behind her back away slowly. And once again, all you can see is the front half of the figure standing before you. Keith, if you're blind to us, goddammit. I look at the... Is this a woman or a man? It's Marvin. Okay. I look at Marvin. I look at both my co-police officers and I look at Marvin and I go, I think you owe me some money. Your winnings will be collected... If you prove yourself worthy, John, I will help you. If you prove yourself capable, Clark, I'm sorry you had to be here. (laughs) (laughs) The room begins to fill with a noxious gas. Clark is running back to where the door was, and at least. It is closed. He's p- pulling and pushing and doing it, whatever. It's an elevator door, so you're fingering at the seams. Uh, okay. And, well, I mean. That's you, a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fingering the fuck out of the seams. We are elevator door. really earning that explicit tag. Uh, okay, so uh, with my last bit of consciousness i turned to keith and i said did you sell us out you dirty son of a bitch i would never and then i pass out (laughs) how convenient (laughs) uh congratulations on making the mob boss way fucking scarier than i thought it would be that was fucking dope (laughs) yeah very cool You wake up to the feeling of cold metal awkwardly pressing against your skin. It is abrasively loud, both from jubilant hollering and pulsing bass that shakes your chest and ribcage with each boom. You have each been crammed into individual cages made entirely of metal bars. These cages are hanging from the ceiling and outline this smoky, dimly lit room. There are three other cages next to your own. They are each inhabited by a person who has also been stripped down to their underwear just as you have there is one adult man that you do not recognize one child a boy and also Doug in the body of agent Chad the man is massive and barely fits his muscles bulge and press against the inside of the cage and the child the boy he looks like he could slip right between the metal bars because he is so underfed and sickly looking 15 feet below, you see the crowd, about 20 or so fancily clad individuals, each partaking in some sort of vice, be it drinking, smoking, snorting, or all of the above. The crowd is gathered in the middle of the room where there are recliners and couches, papasans and pallets of blankets and pillows. They lounge about and look up at the spectacle hanging above them in the middle of the room. Hanging above the middle of the room is another cage. It is made entirely of plexiglass. Inside, 
there are two teenagers viciously wrestling. One of them gets the upper hand and moves on top of their opponent. This kid starts beating the absolute shit out of the other. Both hands wailing directly into their face. Blood is spraying down onto the crowd below and they fucking love it. You notice that the floor of the fighting cage has little holes everywhere to allow anything to drip down onto the spectators. I check in my underwear and see if my gun's still there, my tiny gun. <laughs> it's, it's always there, baby. <laughs> <laughs>